Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 116 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. I hope you're all well. Firstly, to our Patreon supporters, thank you very much for what you're doing. We've had several more join up this month and thank you for what you do. We really couldn't produce this podcast without you. And if you'd like to support us from as little as £3 a month, you can do so either in the Instagram bio of the Ministry of Arts or my own Mizogart. Last week's two-part episode with Geoffrey Harrison went down a storm. And the 97% of badges didn't last long, that's for sure. The whole batch of 50 is wiped out, and I've already ordered a new batch. So if you'd like one, they're £3 each. Just message the Ministry of Arts on any of the socials, and they'll send you the details. And after production, post and packaging, it enabled the Ministry of Arts to purchase this new shiny microphone. Thank you very much. And to stretch that gag just a little bit further, we're going to produce some 3% of badges. For that lucky 3% that we're able to make a living as an artist. They're going to be £4, including post and packaging, because you're just that little bit more well-off than the previous 97%. Again, just message any of the Ministry of Arts socials. 
Just one more bit of news. I've been having so many messages of, from people asking how my son Samuel is, referring to um, episode 100. A week or so ago, he got his first test results back after his operation. He's all clear and everything is hunky-dory. So thank you all very much for your kind words and support. And to be honest, it's fucking beautiful to know that there's people out there who have got your back when it's needed. Thank you. But anyway, episode 116. For this episode, I met up with Ben Moore from Art Below. He is putting on an enormous exhibition in a beautiful building that is the Fulham Town Hall. And it's called Art in the Age of Now. There's around 100 artists showing and I'm lucky enough to be one of them. And it really is a celebration of the arts. Well, I went down to Fulham to meet up with Ben Moore. And Ben took me from room to room, artwork to artwork, enabling me to do my first little bit of roaming reporting. So there's lots of echoes and door creaks and footsteps, banging and crashing. So it's going to feel just as if you're walking around with us. So before I invite you along, let me just read you a little bit of text. This iconic, deserted, 51,000 square foot Victorian space in West London, empty for over 10 years, plays host to Art in the Age of Now, a group exhibition that brings together contemporary art, live music, talks and performance art. Soon after the end of this exhibition, Fulham Town Hall owner Zyza will then redevelop the building to give the iconic space a new lease of life as a creative community hub and boutique hotel in 2022. But for now, come and have a little walkabout with me and Ben Moore around art in the age of now. Today I'm at Fulham Town Hall, which is home to art in the age of now, with the curator, Mr Ben Moore. Let's begin by banging these bongos. <laughs> Super. Right, thanks. Afternoon, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah. So today we're at Fulham Town Hall, uh-huh. which is a show that you're curating. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, basically, about six months ago. Yeah. So this this very like uh, well-established um, hotel group approached me and said, "Would you like to curate an art exhibition in Fulham Town Hall?" And I said, "Yeah. Well, of course, I'd love to." And uh, so then I just got stuck in. And the, the original brief was that it should open in January, which I just thought was absurd, but I thought I'd go along with it anyway. And uh, that was in, like, end of October. Um, and I've been here ever since. Uh, well, we've been here. I mean, there's a, a collective, a community of artists who, like, you know, zombies from the apocalypse <laughs> came out of the lockdown and... Um, came to the, 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 the town hall and began to like build this universe which we now see before us and, and that's taken and Gary and, and himself knows what I'm talking about because he's been in about month four it's month four in the <laughs> big brother household <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> um, so Fulham Town Hall have been sitting empty for many years yeah um, and then it's been purchased by the group that you spoke of and they're going to be turning it into a hotel yeah but there's uh, I'm aware that there's a very important like influential art person here and I want to get his opinion on a Go few on things. So, and this is Alex Patterson from The Orb, which I grew up with The Orb 
I don't know if you remember Little Fluffy Clouds. Of course. Uh, so the very first sort of rave song that I ever heard was Little Fluffy Clouds, and it was in the you know it was a very popular track, and it sort of one of the tracks that made dance music mainstream. And uh, Alex Patterson, the creative, is right here. And and so Alex, sorry, you were saying uh, we haven't had Mike Coles. Good to meet you. Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. So I hear you you're involved in the. Uh, Business. So, what do you think of the uh, sh show so far? What you this seen? is oh, fucking brilliant. Oh, it's great, isn't thanks. it? Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing that you actually got access Indeed. to this. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's yeah. the staggering thing. Yeah. It's quite a monumental building, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Do you like the hands? As he said, a spinal tap playing later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear that about once, like once or twice every day. Yeah. <laughs> Spinal tap thing. He's got a dry one in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's cruise on with the Go on. exhibition. So you mentioned Stonehenge there. We're in yeah. the um, the main hall, which has got a, um, a scaled-down version of Stonehenge. Yes. It, well, and who's that by? I oh, said so that, that, that this was when I first was confronted with the space. The one thing that was really doing my head in was what to do with the Grand Hall, and uh, I thought, you know, I thought Conrad Shawcross would have a good idea for a large installation. I don't even remember the car. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallery. So I was thinking of something, you know, of that sort of scale, but something, you know, I didn't want it just to look like an art fair with lots of paintings on yeah, the walls yeah. and, and I wanted to do something epic with it and I just couldn't work out what to do with it and it was doing my head in because everyone was like going to me like MC was like what are you doing with the Grand Hall like, you know so I felt like I could lose it at any point like the opportunity to do something epic and then I just thought I started thinking about Stonehenge and the solstice and my you know I love uh, during the first lockdown I made a, a Stonehenge out of Weetabix <laughs> it, it probably took me longer to make Weetabix henge than it did to make this henge here. Um, <laughs> but back in that first lockdown, we were in a really weird state of limbo as, as a universe. Yeah. We're just all that work on a different level of time, I believe. Um, anyway, uh, so with, with this place, I, I thought I'll make a stone henge. And then uh, I was thinking, make it out of TVs, sound systems. And then um, I started talking to Scooney, who comes from a prop background for films so you can basically make whatever you want and yeah I, like, I want to make the henge what have you got and he's like it had two cubes of polystyrene which just turned out to be the perfect, <laughs> perfect amount so ideal I, yeah i got them back to the i got my my van picked them up from his farm got them back to the the, the, the town hall and just got a chainsaw out and just started go, going at it, at it and everyone's like oh did you like you know I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've like 3D mapped it and I've done it exactly to the gradient of the real stones. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's done with a chainsaw. And then, and then um, Bob, who, who lives here on site, has been here from the very beginning. Yeah. He's uh, the son of Joe Rush, who, who's actually the first artist to, to come in, um, the first major artist to sort of claim a big space. He knows how to make something on a grand scale, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he just came along and he's like, right, I'm taking the ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, with, with I actually like had other plans for the ballroom. <laughs> 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 no, tough shit. Like, is that or nothing? So he, he, he took 
the ballroom and he created this in, in, like incredible world that he, he's made up there. I mean, and, but he, 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 he's like moved his son in on site so his son can like look after the entire exhibition, like the night watchman type thing. And um, his son is, is multi-skilled, like Bob is multi-skilled in all kinds of like welding, metal work, and he just like has a, an incredible knowledge of all this kind of, kind of experience. And he he taught me how to do. Well, we like me and Bob like did plaster of Paris for like about three weeks <laughs> during Christmas and, and lockdown in January. We did like three weeks solid um, of plastering. The hedge, yeah, uh, and it was it was a really about three nights a week. We did it for like eight hour stretches, put the tracks on, and just get on with it. Um, How many artists have you got here? Oh, he's found the dog. Uh, That's the dog, by the way, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the artists. <laughs> Is that what you're feeding him? Is that what you're paying him, dog biscuits? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Sorry, how many artists are in the show? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's very difficult to answer that properly because like, if you take, you know, um, all the different project spaces, so for example, the MC's space is about 20 or so artists. So what's this room we're in at the moment? Uh, this is, well, I call it the Charlotte, well, it's the assembly rooms. Uh, but it's where Charlotte Colbert's piece of sculpture is. Um, yeah, it's called Mastectomy Mastermonia. Brilliant. Uh, and it is a sculpture of breasts, like in a sort of pyramidal type form. It reminds me a bit of like, sort of sandcastles. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the some of the breasts have been operated on, so it's a commentary on beauty and the tragedy of life I guess mm. um, and really in this room I'm sort of trying to keep it as sparse as possible and, and because in the, in the exhibition there's so much to look at that I feel like there needs to be a space where it's just solitude and you know simplicity it definitely looks um, well presented being in the centre of this large room yeah. especially with these um, Those large paintings b behind it, which are just um, loads of. Um, do, do, you, do you think that goes well, though? Because I'm not sure if that should really go. I, I still feel like having nothing on the walls in, in this bit. Well, you won't. I don't think you'll know until it goes up. But yeah, yeah. if it does go on the wall, they're the perfect things to have behind it because of the expressions yeah. on their faces yeah, 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 yeah. and what this sculpture represents. Yeah. And the artwork that we're talking about belongs to... That belongs to Johan Wallström. Which is, what, it's like five by three feet portrait of a dozen or so... Um, faces. So if we go around here, there's actually... This is the bananas. Abigail Fallis. It's quite interesting the way that you can re... It's quite interactive, because if you were to buy this, you could actually reposition it. So there's a certain sort of interactive element. It's, it's, uh, I've always really liked it, like, from the first time I saw it, it was this instantly likeable piece. 
and it's um, it's featured well in the publicity for the show, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. It's been I see it around quite a bit. So Abigail is part of MC Lamis's show, which is which features several female artists. Nice. Has it gone up 25? I don't know. Uh, yes, indeed. And, and they, they're all showing one piece of work, or two or three pieces of work, in three of the rooms. Um, but you know what? It's the last... The reason why I don't have much to say about it is because it's the last sort of section of the show that hasn't been hung yet. Yeah, and, and <laughs> then we have this issue where they've left the windows open. So yes, those window there. Right. Actually, I think there's some work hung up in here. We've got yes, there is. There's a couple of corkers in here. So here we have a piece by Nancy Fox. Is a small girl in a sort of Ku Klux Klan outfit. Quite, quite reminiscent of sort of Chapman Brothers vibe. They do a lot of stuff. And another open window. Another open window, indeed. Let's close that. Then we have the Nettie's... Nettie Wakefield. Beautiful place. drawings. Yeah, flanking the fireplace. Over here, that is by Anna Kalini. Are all those paintings by Anna Kalini? No, this is one called the... Eilish. By the Eilish. Let's uh, continue on. So we're now walking down the stairs from the first floor onto the ground floor. Yeah. Where, as you can hear, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of work going on. And where's, where's your work hanging? What, that's what we're waiting to find out. Right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're just we're, we're literally waiting on, on Ben for a final wall, and, and then we'll know where it's hanging. And what is it you're showing? I'm showing 20 small paintings, small oil paintings. Nice. Of London, of places in London. They're not the ones on the, table. on the table out there. Oh, I was just having a look at those earlier. Okay, yeah, those ones. <laughs> those, yeah. Uh, so this is the work of Liam, Liam Halo. Mm. Yeah, I've not seen his work before. Yeah, yeah. It's very sort of geometric and Egyptian, it reminds us of pyramidical. We sold it, we sold it. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's a Ben Ein over in the corner. Yeah. Uh, I saw Tim Gatenby um, just sitting politely there with the Teletubbies. The Pollock. Um, Genuine Pollock? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Nadine Talala. There's. Um, Jeffrey Robb's work as Runox. This is the Art Wars section. Excellent. Mm. 
This looks so good, this room. So as soon as you come in the main door, you're met with a decorated stormtrooper. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is having a lot of work put into it. It's been hydrographically dipped. I was watching that being dipped just last night, funnily enough. Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. Um, it's been around for quite a while. It's normally used for car dipping car parts. Yeah. The technology was originally used for. And uh, it's just the application of the image on the suit is just so perfectly done. And then it's layered with um, like a, a lacquer, layers and layers of lacquer to give it that yeah. motorcycle helmet thickness. Um, and it's by unskilled work at the actual original artwork. Brilliant. One of my favourites. Yeah. Uh, and then we come into, what is that, nine, ten Stormtrooper helmets? Yeah, but there's going to be probably about 12 in the end. Um, and that piece there is like Trust Icon and then I own that piece and actually traded it for an entire Stormtrooper suit. <laughs> so it's the, the painting we're looking at is the, the Queen in, inspecting a, um, a, a line of Stormtroopers, one yeah. of whom is uh, fluorescent yeah. pink. Yeah, so I made, I got Matty to paint that one pink, so now technically it's my piece of art as well. Yeah. I did it as well. And then this piece is called Black Storm. Uh, it's kind of in response to Alison Jackson's version which is called Helmet, so it's like a helmet mutant white uh, nude female stormtrooper with a white helmet on, and then I did Black Storm, which is a black female nude with a black helmet. Nice. It's Black Storm. And then... I mean, I did see here, just around this corner, if it's still there, just earlier, yeah. a, um, a donation to uh, Art Below from the notorious Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. And that is the, um, not the actor, that is the um, Britain's most dangerous prisoner who's been in solitary confinement for about 30 years or something. 40, 40 years. Is it 40 years? He used to wear very like, tight tweed suits and a very uh, well-established boxer um, and like, hard as fuck. And when he was put in prison, he, he was so... Like anti-establishment. Anti-establishment. They just kept extending his sentence, and he just sort of became a resident of HM. Well, every prison in the country, pretty yeah, much, yeah. that would have him. And um, yeah, his, his art dealer got in touch, and he had like, mountains of these pictures that he'd been done doing for all those years. And uh, I ended up putting it on the tube. Uh, yeah, there was some controversy back then. I forget what, exactly what the issue was, but uh, yeah, it was back in 2010. Um, uh, well, that's just sitting outside Tim Gatenbury's room. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, he's got um, a dozen paintings hung very haphazardly, uh, which probably took them a very long time to um, yeah. to get to get them hanging like looking like this yeah um, so it's done like a shot essentially yeah nostalgic look at the at the 80s and 90s mm. I wonder if that's that's actually the real price then. I presume so yeah they're priced underneath on um, sort of little tacky shop stars that um, look perfect underneath his work. Yeah. Nice tin of them. This is uh, the work of Tom Lumley. 
Oh wow, I've not seen these. When does this show open, Ben? The show opens um, on the, to the public on the 20th of May. Um. And for how long? majority of um, graffiti artists down here, isn't it? Street artists, urban art, however you want to call it. Yeah. So, let's talk about this, this one. Let's talk about mine. Does, so, does the light need to be on? Do you the, I, I think this is genius, have the idea of looking through the... As we come down, we met with um, a room of dock masters, which is a caged room um, next door to which is the room that I have um, and it's, a, it's just a small looks like a cell um, and I've put an opening which sort of prevents you going in and gives you, gives you a little glimpse of, of the room inside and it's a prison bunk bed um, and it's to do with the fragility of life um, the moment that we're in um, and it is well it had come from a my son's diagnosis with a genetic cancer um, and the idea was based around that so that he was going through this um, thing on his own and I was helpless and couldn't help so every person that looks through this small gap in the door is experiencing in a small way the um, vulnerability and helplessness that I felt as a father and that we're all feeling at the moment you know I'm sorry to uh, put a dark a dark <laughs> twist on such a bright a bright show but yeah, moving on next door to me. Yeah, this is Ryan. He's like chessboarded his floor, blacked out the entire room, and used white chalk or white, what looks like white chalk, all over it. It's, yeah, it's incredible. So uh, for a while, I was quite concerned about what he was doing with his room, but he's really. Uh, I agree. I agree. I, I come in looking. I didn't know where this was going to go, and then. A few days later, I come back and they'd attacked the walls with a with a white marker. Very very inviting, and it makes you want to go in and and have a have a walk around and spend some time in there. Yeah. And then this is a, a a mysterious room. It's quite, although it's very bright and you know initially makes you smile. There's a a, a little bit of a a sinister sinister side to this room, isn't there? serious area to like, work in. And this artist is? This is called Luap. Um, so you walk in, it's a bright pink room. It's a pink bear, essentially. There's a, a pink bicycle in the centre with a, a life-size bear that could easily have someone in it that, you know, for as far as we're aware, there could easily be someone inside it. Yeah. That's the sinister side. <laughs> because it does, um, although it makes you smile when you walk in, it does make you... Um, it does make you think whether there's someone in there. Yeah, yeah. 
This is a piece of art by Ein, Ben Ein, and it's great to have him in the building. I believe this piece will stay on the hotel. Nice. Up and running. Which is a circus font reading broken. Yeah. Opposite is another um, Doc Masters. This is an interesting room. Yeah, this is the lineup room. So originally, this was where the police lineups happened, and this artist has done these life-size cutouts of Pablo, Picasso, Basque, Dali, Warhol, and Keith Haring. It looks awesome. And then you can buy the print here, which is hanging. Well, the canvas hanging there. Well, I've not even taken a photo. This yet. I'm going to do so quite unprofessionally as we speak. Perfect. Perfect. Yes, yeah, so it is an actual lineup room, isn't it? That was def that's definitely been here for a lot of years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was holding on to this room, just waiting for someone to come through with like magic, you know, come through with the magic and Catman. Yeah. Catman, <laughs> Catman arrived. Save the day. In here we've got Don, Paul Don Smith, who was the first street artist I ever started working with, like many years ago. An extremely eclectic room. He's taken up every inch of space in this room, hasn't he? Yeah, it's very typical of Paul's of Paul's personality. There, uh, he's very his mind is very busy. Yeah. <laughs> Never stops. Are all these paintings his as well? He's got a lot of energy. Uh, yeah, all these paintings are brilliant. There's painting, sculpture, installation. There's hundreds of these paintings. And he's done, is that a canvas there? It looks like it. I mean, there's, there isn't much light in this room. It's, uh, it's got a very atmospheric feel when you go in. Is there many of these down here that's going to be kept? I'm hoping they all stay, yeah. yeah I, look, I look really look forward to coming in here when it is a hotel seeing what you can So back up to uh, level one via some, a little secret side entrance. And we're about to go into the, to the chamber, which is... Uh, yeah, let's do the unmissable first. Okay. These are... Oh, nice. Uh, these are portraits of missing people from 2019, this project was unmissable. It was called for the 25th anniversary of Missing People Charity. Uh, this is by Khan Griffiths. That's probably my, one of my favourite ones. Yeah. It's just so well done. It's a very sombre room, that, isn't that, it? That, that one is by Tim. Tim Case and B. Nice. Uh, and this is by Richard Colton. This is by Charlie Baker. These are all of, this is by Nina Fowler. These are all by these are all portraits of missing people. Um, I like Nina Fowler. What I like is actually when you're looking at it, you actually come to the mirror. Itself, and it's actually in scale with yeah. the room, you know. 
painting as well. In, but it's you. Right, so now we're going into um, Gareth's room. Brilliant. With possibly the biggest paintings I've seen yeah. outside of a museum, which they, the, the one that we're looking at is possibly... About 12 metres up. Wow, it's big. But yeah, he's done a great job in this room. Um, I'm really happy that Gareth was part of this. The, a lot of this, this exhibition is a sort of reflection as well. As well as being art on the edge now, it's, it's quite uh, retrospective in terms of archive showing projects that are already up and running, like Unmissable and Art Wars, yeah. Station Cross. And, and so Gaz has sort of been part of the cultural fabric in my existence in London for, since um, 2005. Nice. And, and as well as, he also comes with a whole entourage of, of people, so for example, his carpenter has already fixed the stage. Brilliant. His, his plumber has already fixed two of the loos. Um, we've got his security people involved. You know, he's got a barman here, so there's a whole like entourage that he comes with. And here, this is the courtroom. So, yeah. This is an amazing room. Yeah. There's an arc of seating, leather, leather seating and oak panelled desks around the, um, which would have been the, the mayor or the head councillor, which has now got a, um, a, <laughs> a pink stormtrooper on a crucifix. Uh, so this room is very um, religious, the, the, the ones we're looking at at the moment. Yeah. So I've sort of gone chapel vibe in here because I, I, if you look at all the um, stained glass windows, but yeah, I, I, I just I, as soon as I saw it, I thought this is the room for Stations of the Cross, and because we were cur I was curating this in the run up to Easter, like Easter was in April, and it was actually the, the show was actually meant to start in April at one point, so it made perfect sense to me that to go down this, this line of subject matter. Because, yeah, in the, in the courtroom is where there would have been a lot of uh, judgment and uh, laid down. And the ultimate judgment is, is the crucifixion, like, in terms of pun like punishment. And Are you going to be using this room for anything other than gallery with, this, with the seating? Uh, yeah, this is going to be the venue of the, the li live music and talks because um, obviously all the seating is already perfectly laid out for the people that would have been working in the court. You know, the DJ or the performer is going to be based where the uh, judge would have sat. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, we're getting a PA system installed and there's going to be a lot of musical performance in here. Nice. This, this piece here by Sebastian Horsley who I met once in Soho, but he, he was um, a struggling artist, he was, and he decided to get himself crucified in 2000. And I was writing to him at the time, or he was writing to me, um, well, when I was in prison, I was corresponding yeah, with him. Yeah, we can see a, a red-hooded individual in... In his photograph, so he used to get himself crucified in the Philippines. Yeah. His, his, his paintings are always dark. I remember he sent me a, 
a catalogue, one of sharks and shark bites, the other of um, dying sunflowers. Yeah, this, this is still from uh, Sarah Lucas. She's filming when he, he actually fell off the course, the moment he fell off. This is still from that moment, and it belonged to Sebastian's sister, who gave it to me. Because we say he was crucified, and he, he, he wasn't just tied to a cross, was he? He was actually nailed through the palms, nailed crucified. Nailed through the palms, yeah. Wow. Thing, things people do for art, eh? This is by Mark Irwin, who has got the same condition as Stephen Hawking. He can move his head, and he basically like gaffered a uh, paintbrush onto his head and painted the last song. Bring up. So, yeah, that's a and it's very recognisable as the last yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful piece. This is by Paul Insect. Brilliant. Uh, it's Jesus with a corona mask on. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a, an, an old painting of uh, Jesus with a full crown. Yeah. With just a standard NHS face mask just uh, applied to the front. And I've seen that. That's featured a, a few times so far, hasn't it, during yeah. the lockdown? Yeah. yeah. So this is a, a collaboration I did with James Walcott. Which is Jesus bearing his cross, walking through the town with um, 21st century riot cops yeah. holding back the crowds. But uh, he's trying to get that sort of Turner-esque atmosphere. We're just walking behind where the judge would have sat at the moment. <laughs> this is one of the most beautiful parts of the building it's beautifully told like Macintosh um, tiles from floor to ceiling yeah. and the ceilings are 12 feet high yeah, and here's where the BSU guitar project is going excellent which is what? could you tell us about that? Uh, these are guitars that we've done up by Sons and Joanna Vasconcelos, um, Goldie, Joe Rush. Now, for some reason, this door. This is going to be the bar. And rightly so. Just going past some more people who've got lost in this huge building. Um, so back to the entrance. Comrade Shawcross sculpture. This is beautiful, isn't it? So could you explain what we're looking at? Uh, this is like the artist Comrade Shawcross. It's called Slow Art in a Cube. Beautiful. Uh, sprays out of light through these it's a geometric cage shape. of sorts with lights inside that um, are slowly rotating pushing the geometric shadow all around the room and it's absolutely stunning oh. yeah, 
This is Charles Sochi. Bless him. A waxwork of Charles Sochi. By? By uh, Gordon McCarg. This is the work of Rupert. And a good friend, fellow artist, comrade in arms. Comrade in art. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Rupert to do a bit of chat about what he's up to. Rupert, have you got this whole room? We're in a very big room, which is possibly, what, 25 by 30 feet. And you've got many a painting in here. Give us a little, uh, a little insight as to what we're looking at. Uh, we're looking at large, lots of large abstracts, um, sort of landscapes, imaginative landscapes uh, that are kind of designed to be ambiguous and designed to try and provoke uh, creativity in the viewer, you and I, um, with uh, sort of multi-layered And as we speak, we're, what, 10 days away from opening? Yep, 10 days away. We've still got lots to do. And you've still got a lot to do. Yeah. So uh, the building's derelict and uh, still lots of holes and things like that. And, uh, but everything's hanging. Uh, I just cut one of the uh, live wire cables. So, <laughs> so you was after the ambient look, was you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's got several in yeah, different rooms. So as you as you come in through the main entrance, you're met with a um, a Dumbo type elephant yeah. with Lee Enfield 303 rifles as tusks. <laughs> Brilliant. Very much so. I think it was always meant to be here. It fits very well, though. In terms of the exhibition. Good way to start. Very much, yeah. It, it does um, make you wonder what else is in store after walking in and seeing this first. And as you come in, there's a room on the left, um, which has got how many artists are in this room? Uh, this is the group showroom. Yeah, it's going to have a variety of different works in here. Which is currently uh, having a floor laid. It's having a floor laid. Builders have got a very loud radio on. Huh? I said, and the builders have got a very loud radio on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a few um, lenticular works by Jeff Robin here. That's Gordon's room, the guy with the Charles Archie. <laughs> well, we, we're going to have to have a little bit yeah. of. Uh, this is Paul Card. 
Well, this, the painting that we're looking at is by... James Walker. And it was hanging elsewhere in the... Yeah, it was hanging where that big abstract is now. And there was no room to stand back and look at this painting, which is yeah. maybe seven feet by 12, seven by 10. Yeah. Um, and where it was previously, although it looked great in its space, you could only stand two or three metres away from it, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And where it's hung now, in between um, these two rooms, in between these two rooms, it's hung very high, but you've got the distance to stand back and, yeah. and take in the, the enormity of the painting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a perfect spot for it. Brilliant. Is that everything? Yeah, I, th I think we've covered it, haven't we? So we've had quite a quick walk around every room in the show. Yeah. Um, just give us some more information about the show, where it is, how to find it, how to book if, if anyone has to book. Yeah, the, uh, the exhibition is at the Fulham Town Hall, which is in Fulham, Fulham Broadway, where we have Art Below posters going up soon across the road from Fulham Broadway Tube and it's a huge, great building. If you want to book tickets, you need to go to fulhamtownhall.com and follow the instructions. Yeah, eventually you'll get to like an Eventbrite link where you can book tickets through the COVID secure system. Yeah, and it's open from May 20th, which is Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thursday uh, to June 6th. Brilliant. Yeah. Ben, thank you very much for showing me around. No we're back to... And, yeah, we're back to, we're back to Charlie Bronson, which is where we're going to end it. <laughs> thank you, mate. There you go. Ben Moore from Art Below and Art in the Age of Now. How cool was that to be having a little walk around with us? As Ben mentioned there, since he's been in the building, there's been various stages of lockdown. So there's no need to have any social distancing concerns because they've had plenty of practice, I can tell you. So this exhibition opens to the public on the 20th of May and it runs until the 6th of June. But you can't just turn up, you've got to book. And that is via Eventbrite. And if you need any more information, go to www.artbelow.org or art below over on any of the socials. And when travelling to Fulham Town Hall, by train anyway, you can't miss it because as soon as you come out the station doors, it's bang opposite. I'll hopefully see you there. Ta-da! Like I say every week, on whichever platform you listen to this podcast, you should be able to leave a comment. If you could do that, that really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. If you've got any queries, drop us a line on social media at ministryofarts.org. If you're enjoying these episodes, spread the word of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're not, well, fuck you. You won't be listening to this bit anyway. And those of you that are, thanks for listening. And until next week, ta-da.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.